After you've had your Thanksgiving fill of food and football, today you can hear about baseball because it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame ballot. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So we're recording this on Thanksgiving uh, Day itself, and uh, we haven't yet had our turkey. And uh, no, we got a little bit of time to go. I'm and, looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. It's one of my my favorite holidays, um, and and the subject we're going to talk about today, the Hall of Fame ballot, is one of my favorite times of year. I mean, I mean, really, realistically, this is basically what this entire podcast was started over. So it's always fun to get to look at who's on the ballot this year and talk about who would we vote for and who we think will end up in the Hall of Fame after the votes are cast. So the the ballot came out. And uh, there are some newcomers on the ballot, and it's always fun to talk about those guys. But I thought maybe we'd start with the guys who are just – we're going to just briefly talk about the guys that are still on the ballot. We'll probably go into a deeper dive on those guys when voting comes around, so I don't want to dive too deep into each individual guy's chance of making it or not. But No, no, no. This is more just to discuss the general lay of the landscape as the votes get started, What we kind of how we think we, it might start shaking out. But uh, there are a couple of guys, I guess, on the uh, existing ballot that are coming up for for election again and that we think have a pretty good chance of making it. Right, right. Obviously, a guy like Helton, who I think was 72.2% of the vote last time, has a very, very good chance at making it. He's rallying that support. He's rallying that support. He's really close. He's only been on the ballot for six years, so – I don't think you're going to start seeing voter fatigue set in quite yet. Like you might see it with like a guy like Gary Sheffield, who's been on there for 10. I Sheffield's got other problems though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm writing about him uh, right now, just about the fact that, you know, w- w- he has 509 career home runs. And when I was growing up, having 400 career home runs, um, was a number that would simply, you know, make you in the hall of fame virtually. Now, I, I never really thought of this before right now, basically, but do you think that's in part because so many, when people were writing about baseballs, when you were growing up in the sixties and in the seventies, there hadn't been a period of, that long, a period of time for guys to collect years, not playing in the dead ball era. Like you only had like yeah. 40 years of baseball history. That wasn't the dead ball era. So there were only so many home run hitters. And as training and development got better, it kind of only makes sense that you only saw 400 home runs back then among the elite of the elite because that's who could do it. But as time has gone on, as players has got better, there's more guys are capable of that. So it's not quite as remarkable a statistic. I think it's that's right. Spot on. Right. So that that since 1985, 27 of the or 28 of the top 50 all time home run hitters have are on the list. So that that right, is right, that right to your to point. It. Like, I think that it's less about a change or steroids or anything as much as the guys have just gotten better and there are more bigger guys that are capable of hitting home runs compared to back in the 20s when not like you had guys that were professional ball players that also did other stuff this wasn't something they'd been effectively training for since they were like 13 well in the article that uh i don't even think you've read it yet no i i, 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 I haven't actually not, but uh this is pretty much finished I, actually i blame one player for the 400 home run you know problem not being in the hall of fame and he was a former met i'm guessing dave king dave kingman i blame him for it all um because his 442 career home runs and there wasn't anybody anywhere in the world that thought dave kingman should be a hall of fame no, he was just a guy <laughs> that was able to he was like a proto version of like an adam dunn basically right there's another guy with 460 two career home runs and another got a sniff of the home uh, of the hall of fame that's fine it's okay that that, that you have these markers that used to be automatic entry passes into the hall of fame and some of them are going to fall i still think something like three thousand career hits 
is going to stick around. And that's less of a function of 3,000 hits itself being a metric and more so that for a player to be around long enough to get 3,000 hits means he was a really, really good hitter for a huge number of years. He had to be more than just around. He had to be good right, and around. Right. You can't get like, whereas you can accumulate 400 home runs if you play a long time, especially if you have a couple good seasons where you hit like 30 to 40. You, if you did that three or four seasons in a row, you're already a quarter of the way there. I, I don't want to go any more into this other the Kingman thing, but when you hit 236 batting average for your career, I don't think anybody that had ever hit, I'm, I'm almost positive, nobody that ever had 400 home runs before Kingman had that kind of a low well, batting average. And so. I don't think there's really anybody that's a first-year guy that's or, or is on the ballot that really qualifies that. Maybe the closest a guy like Victor Martinez, who's a newcomer. So I don't think you're really seeing any guys you would classify as compilers right now. But I do think that looking at the the holdover list, the, the, the common thing I see recurring there is steroids. Well, exactly, because, you know, there are names in, in, in a different world, right? It would be, you know, uh, Beltran, Beltran will begin on, but I think he's not going to get cut down by the steroids thing. It's going to be the Astros thing, if anything, that bothers him. But A-Rod, Manny... Um, even Andy Pettit is on there has sort of a, Do you think a tangential the Astro success post the scandal helps in a weird way, sort of help Carlos Beltran yes, because it it's just like, okay, these guys were good. They were really good. It wasn't <laughs> just that one thing. Right. And I think, I think Beltran not getting in last year was certainly a punishment. I think I would not be surprised to see his percentage go up considerably this but, year. But do you think he'll get – well, I don't want to get into the think he'll get in. We'll do that another time, right. anyway, but not. But, yes, of the holdovers, you're right. There's a lot of steroid guys there, and then there are the other guys. A-Rod who, and Manny should be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not because of steroids. Sheffield probably yeah, should be yeah, in I the Hall the of way. Fame, but, but steroids. So that's four guys right there that – kind of muck everything up with their presence. If you're never going to put them in in the first place, all Stop. they're doing is taking votes away from other candidates. Well, they become an ideological battleground for the steroid versus the, the, the steroid purists versus the non, like, I don't know, like the people that want it and don't want it. Like that's the problem is that's where you fight over it. Now, I, I think it's easy for us to sit here and say never, no, never, because sometimes I think I probably would have said Scott Rowland at one point in his Hall of Fame candidacy had no chance of getting in. And, and he, you know, came from a long way. And Sheffield got up to 55 percent last year which you know, sometimes campaigns and 20 percent that goes a long way and our understanding and what we value in terms of players can change i mean i think that we're a little bit past that i think there was a real revolution you know like eight to ten years ago in terms of how we looked at players that i'm sure led to some guys suddenly getting increase in votes because we're like okay wait a second we weren't properly valuing these players so um, besides Helton, which I agree with, I think this is his year, finally. I, I think of – in fact, of all the candidates um, – well, he's uh, the, there's, there's, there's one, one other guy, other guy that's yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. obvious. I think he's going to go in. So but do you think – so give me of, – of, of these guys, I'll, I'll call their names. These are the other guys in the ballot. Um, uh, if not this year, we'll say not this year. Say never or maybe. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Billy Wagner, ninth year. Never. Andrew Jones. Maybe. Gary Sheffield, last year. No. Not going to make it. They're not going to make Carlos it. Carlos Beltran? Maybe. Uh, I'll sk skip A-Rod and Manny for right. this, I've, for the purposes of this, since we, everybody's like, Omar Vizquel in no. his seventh year. Uh, never. Andy Pettit? No, but I'm biased. <laughs> okay, that's a fair thing. Bobby Abreu in his fifth year. 
Maybe, but I don't think so. Like I, I kind of feel the same way. That I never thought about it. The more that you look at his stats, long like he's term, like maybe. You, maybe, like maybe. right, like you could. There, there's a world where on a with the right groundswell of support, with the right ballot, I think there's years where he could potentially get through. So here's a landmine for you. I'm going to put because it's going to affect how we talk about the uh, the new players. Jimmy Rollins, maybe, maybe. Okay. I think better chance than Abreu. Uh, okay, well I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Mark Burley. No. Um, K-Rod. Definitely no. If Wagner can't get in, no way K-Rod gets in. Tory Hunter. No. Yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of, and, and yet, you know, Tory Hunter, we go back to his stats. It's like, like much post, better. Post a child know, yeah, for Hall of yeah, Very yeah, Good. Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree that. Okay. So um, that is, those are the, those are the holdovers. So that affects, right? Because if the only really one sure guy to get in and Helton of these guys. And we got a couple of maybes you said, right, right. And you know, even though you vote for 10 guys, realistically, you know, you're probably only putting in at max five. The problem is a lot of these guys don't vote for out 10 guys, but right, uh, right. But you, you have to think about, even though you can vote up to 10, you're probably only seeing on average two to three, two to four, get in on any given year. Like that's usually the range. And so at the most, at the most. So I think, uh, like looking at like the newcomers, I think there's one pretty obvious candidate that might even be a first ballot. I think there's a pretty good chance he is, and that's Adrian Beltre. Yeah, and and, and an underrepresented position in, in the Hall of Fame. Um, when you when you think about the fact that uh, like my only problem is is that everybody talked about it like for for so long, like it's an inevitability. It feels like one of those things that's sort of been talked into reality. And I don't know if he's it's, getting in. Just will he be a first ballot? Is, right. is, is, is the thing. And and the, yeah, there's only 18 third basemen in the Hall of Fame. Um, which, you know, compared to, you know, left fielders, for instance, not just outfielders, just 23, 24 centers. So there's, there's more in other positions. And for some reason, third I mean, base I think has it's always been underrepresented. The, the number one position represented in the Hall of Fame is obviously pitcher. The number two position that's located in the Hall of Fame is executive. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and and, and they're you know, by like a fair margin. It's not like an insignificant amount. They're over by 12 over right fielders. And third basemen are only superseded by catchers by one. There's only right. 19 catchers, which is hard to believe when you think about the fact that how could potentially the most important position on the field a lot of the time only ha- have the least amount of guys nearly of all of them. So in any event, um, that, that affects us because, you know, there is a catcher. Kind of catcher, mostly catcher on this first ballot, uh, on this on his first year on the ballot in Joe Maurer. I do not think he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And do you think that's because they don't want to give it to him because he played maybe nearly half his career at first base? No, I just don't think he's. Is it a penalty? I don't. I just don't <laughs> think he's quite quite there to get the status of being a first ballot guy. So it's a reward to be so, so right. we're rewarding somebody when they're first ballot. So Adrian Beltre is getting rewarded in a we, sense. We, and I think he will get elected actually right. uh, as a first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot is, it means something. It, like it's like So it is a penalty. It's like I'm sorry, you're going in but you're not going in first. Right. Yeah, right, I, like, I, 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 that's stupid. I think Beltran. Got, I think that happened to Beltran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you said it well before. You're saying, you know, like, 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 you know, you were bad, Carlos. So you're not getting in on the first one. Sorry, right, pal. We'll, we'll make you wait a year. So, uh, and and I think that that is not going to happen to Beltran because there's nothing. There's nothing. There's right, nothing. and I think it'll happen to Maurer because I think there'll be enough people that will be able to argue against him, even though it's kind of hard when you look at his career stats as a catcher offensively. There's like one guy that competes with him and he's also in the hall of fame. There, there's some, you know, the baseball writers, there's some, some sort of like, well, we, we couldn't have a year. We put in 12 guys. No, I can't do that. 
Why? Right. <laughs> why? 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 Why is there a rule? If there aren't any people worthy of going in the Hall of Fame in a given year, you know what I say? Don't vote for anybody into the Hall of Fame that year. That's fine. There could be zero if that's the situation. But we have too many guys. Right. Now, now, what is interesting is looking at the list of this year's newcomers, there's like I, I identify about three guys I think that have a real chance of making it. Long term. Long term. Okay. Beltre included. Okay. Yeah. Beltre. Yeah. I, I also think Maurer. Mm-hmm. And I think Chase Utley. I think if you're not going to put Jimmy Rollins in, and I don't think Jimmy Rollins is going to get I think in, I would I would put Utley goes in behind. I would Jimmy put Utley Rollins. in. Be- I, I don't know. I think Utley goes in before Jimmy the, Rollins. The body of work, you know, what we remember of Chase Utley, and 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 we could talk about this for for hours, is 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 his baseball smarts, his talent, his ability in the field with the and the plate, his clutchness, his doggedness. But when you look at the career numbers, they're, they're not they're, as impressive. They're not. They're not as excited as you think they would be. That's what it is to me. It's like, like, wow, I guess I, I thought he was better, even better than that all-time career-wise. So that's why I think like, I think they kind of go together in my mind, Rollins and Utley. And if like if you're not intending on putting Rollins in there, how can you put Utley I think in both there? of them end up in. Yeah, I, I, that is the Hall of Fame I think I'd like to be arguing about when we're talking about guys like that because all the other guys are in who kind of already belong in there. So those are the guys fighting over the votes well, instead if you're of not guys that should in, already be in. Because then you're basically telling me that like there's two guys that are going, like, you, you don't have anybody you're putting in then potentially for a long time. Um, well, uh, certainly off this new list, right? And, and let's let's talk about the new list, right? Like, so so Jose, and let's talk about it in the standpoint. Of, I think, yeah, who's going to manage to stay? Who's going to manage the five percent votes that's going to allow them to stay in the ballot till next year? I don't think Batista. I don't think so either. I don't think he'll manage it. Uh, he's got a cool nickname, Joey Bats. You know, love it. You know, but no, um, Bartolo Colon. Oh, I so want Bartolo. No Colon, way. But it's not happening. There's no way. <laughs> um, Adrian Gonzalez. Maybe he stays on a year. And, and if you look at the numbers in his career, it's like, wow, he was he was a really good baseball player. Right. He could stay on a year or two. But, but in my mind, I'm thinking, Hall of Famer? I don't, no, I don't think so. So maybe he gets the 5%, but if I had to say – well, I can't imagine them dumping him. But I think he's going to be off. I don't think he's going to make it. Mm, I don't think he's gonna it. What about the next guy? Matt man? Holiday. Um, Matt Holiday should get 5% or more, I think, because he had a much better career. Right, and he played for a long time and was good for a bunch of teams. Um, We talked about Maurer. What about Victor Martinez? Uh, Oh, I skipped over Victor Victor Martinez. Does he get 5%? Right. He's a catcher, which might help. But he didn't catch even as much as Maurer. Right, and Maurer's there. I think that's going to be his biggest problem. One catch is enough on this battle. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. But I he I, wasn't good enough to make this a two-catcher I think battle. V-Mart was a, another Hall of Very Nice Ball player. Um, let's see. Uh, there's another guy on here that we, we don't really talk about much on the podcast. I don't know why. I, I, I guess. I, I think he's not a guy you're going to really expect to get 5% I, I, of the votes. So how, how did he get on here? Brandon Phillips played for a long time and had some very good seasons, and he played second base, and he was a good offensive second baseman which is going to get you into these kinds of discussions. For me, he was always the guy that was the middle infielder on the Reds after Barry Larkin. You know, that, that, that's, that's like, I can't think of any others that were significant. And, and he had that for a while. He was an all-star. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Phillips, do you, does he get 5%? Uh, I don't think so. Don't think so He's either. sub-30 war for his career. 
And he has a couple gold gloves. He's got four of them. Right. Better fielder than I think. Um, 200 career people. home runs, but I just don't think he's At second up. base. Yeah. I mean, a lot of nice check boxes, but when Utley's on the ballot too. Right. That's, that's his big issue. <laughs> so that's the same thing, you know, at catcher, right? V-Mart's going to suffer. And the same thing, I think, uh, is that yeah, Phillips yeah. suffers. Brandon Phillips is 28 war. Chase Utley has 64. Yeah. It's a pretty big difference. And Chase Utley is, you know, well, we'll get to him in a second. Let's let's get to another shortstop um, who was near and dear to our hearts. Jose, 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 Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes. And and I don't think either one of us would argue that he's a Hall of Famer. No. Um, but would either one of us want to argue that he might get 5% of the votes to stay there till next year? Maybe. I don't think if so. you're never going to inv- vote him in anyway, then why? <laughs> then why? I don't think, no, I don't think so either. And I feel bad about that. Um, big game, James. No, how does he get on here? By the way, he played the requisite <laughs> amount of time. Okay. Um, and then there's Chase Utley. He of the aforementioned 64 career war. In a world where there's a big haul, I think he's in. In this world, I don't know. Well, it's not like second base is a super and, and uh, overrepresented position. Uh, there, there are twenty-one second basemen compared to eighteen third basemen, so not many more. Um, and it always goes back to the—I hate to say this, right—the Bill Mazeroski thing. Big play. Well, no, that that you know, Chase Utley was a, a much better all-around ball player than Bill Mazeroski, who was a defensive wizard who hit a famous home run. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it seems like if you're going to put Bill Mazeroski in there, that allows for I, that conversation. Uh, the only reason I think Utley's got a better chance than Rollins is he's got more war, a higher career average, and more home runs than him. Jim and Jimmy does have an MVP, though. Yeah, I... I yeah, I, I guess I feel like at, at shortstop, maybe I'm overvaluing the shortstop defensive contribution. And Rollins was a terrific defender. Oh, he was. Um, and 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 not that Utley was a slouch at second base. I think he was a you know right, but above I mean, average Rollins defender. is 47. He's got 17 more WAR. Utley does. I, I'm not going to get into it. Which we should we can talk about this another but time. But I just think that Utley yeah. I would put in before Rollins. Okay, and and, and obviously Reyes uh, is a no. Is and so the last guy on there is a guy who has, as we we mentioned before, the 17 points higher career OPS plus than Adrian Beltre at third base. And he was a Gold Glove defensive third baseman. This is, should be a Hall of Famer, right? David Wright? No. He will get 5%, though. Yes, yes. He will probably stick on. Because people feel bad for right, him. <laughs> right. He'll stick on there because people feel. David Wright is. Right, is sort of like a nod to the fact that, like, you you sh- would have been a Hall of Famer. We know it. We know this. Had your career not ended early due to injury. And maybe there's a world where, like, they just overlook it and put him in anyway. But I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. And, you know, I think he played a total of 14 seasons in the major leagues. But remember, it's quite a few of those seasons were less than 40 games, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to factor that in. He, he has these numbers, but he doesn't actually have the at-bats. I think he has 1,777 career hits. You know, doesn't have 300 home runs. So there's no sexy numbers. Right. He, did, he was just short of being a career 300 hitter. Yeah, if that would have even made a difference, I right. don't think it would necessarily, you know. So I, I think he will stay on the ballot, um, but I don't think he is uh, going to be. No, I don't think he'll one, last. One of the guys to, to make it. So you know, you, you you the problem is that with the new guys and the and the so who when you think about it is who's going to be affected by um, those new guys coming in, staying on the ballot. That's going to maybe force a guy who's been on the ballot and had enough to get five percent. Usually, guys, you know, kind of slide go up a little bit, and then all of a sudden. 
the, the support is gone and they disappear. Right. So it would be interesting to see of the holdovers who's going to sort of lose that support and might right. not get 5% this I year. I think you're going to start seeing guys fall. You're going to have to start guys like I could see with the guys near the end, like Wagner, who's in his ninth or tenth year. Like if they're not going to put him in, he might just start not getting the votes at a certain point, wow. or they might just let him fall off naturally. I think guys like Tory Hunter, you know, uh, are okay, in you have all these new guys, and that's going to hurt you. There's only so much space on the ballot for you, exactly. So I, I don't know guys like Pettit. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he's right. He's got. How does he create that kind of momentum to the keep best it going? Thing for him, is there's not like a lot of pitchers in this group. Coming in, no, no, and in fact, there's not a lot of pitchers on the ballot. Period. No, when you, right when now, you now, uh, but there, that's all going to change. It's going to change, but not, not for a few years, right? But there's a slam dunks coming down the road, which is probably why we're not seeing any right now. How far is CC Sabathia away from being on the ballot? Pretty soon, like, I mean, it might be next year. N- yeah, it's within the really, next year or two, and he he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, would he be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Maybe just because of the lack so of pitchers too. from this era. I, I think so too. So um, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about that. You know, the the um, of the twelve newcomers, like how many of them we think just uh, will get to the Hall of Fame of, of these? 12? Oh, uh, I, I think I already said like three or four, three, only like three. two or three. Uh, yeah, I, if, well, you feel like Utley's got a better chance. So I right. guess, let's let's go on the high end and say that it could be as many as four if you include uh, uh, Mauer, Utley. That's yeah. That's three. Belcher, that's, right. that's three. I don't think you're really right. That's what I was saying. It's two three. or three. If you think Utley's going to get it, wow. Um, and let's see. Oh, uh, last year, twelve of the twenty-eight players in the ballot mm-hmm. did not reach the five percent threshold. So you had guys on there like Houston Street, Jane, uh, John Lackey, and R. A. Dickey. We don't have quite the same kind of names on the ballot this year that you think are that sort of like. Well, yeah, right. There's <laughs> yeah. a few of them though, and obviously, guys like you know, you're going to see a bunch of newcomers come off immediately. Right. And then probably you're going to see a whole bunch of the guys th- in, sitting in the 30, 40%, which are all of the individual writers, pet guys. And, you know, well, I like him over him. And that's why he could never kind of get out of that quagmire. But, but you know, if, if they put the guys in, like we said before, that, that should be, and you could have a big class going in if Manny and A-Rod. Right. If you put all the steroid guys in, you could have like five or six guys in this class, potentially. And, and I, don't, I just don't think Sheffield's going to gain the 20% momentum this year Unlikely. to get to 75, which means he'll be off and he'll have to come back in some veterans you know, committee, committee uh, later on. So we have to wait all the way till January 23rd for the announcement of the uh, Hall of Fame, the, the inductees. And so for the next two months, It'll just be people hemming and hawing. Well, about Ryan stats. Thibodeau, uh, who who tweets who tweets who X's at uh, not Mister Tibbs, he is the Hall of Fame tracker and does a great job and trying to get him to come on the podcast. But at this time of year, he's a very busy guy. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, maybe because it's Thanksgiving, we should take our opportunity to say thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for for being in contact with us and engaging. We you know. We appreciate it all, and we hope everybody out there had a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, to, to you and your families, you know, have a great rest of Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we'll keep talking about baseball, and we're just thankful that you guys still want to listen to us. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoover.